0: The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Well, this is one of my favorite stories of all time, and I reread it again the other day. I thought, I'm just going to share it with my friends tonight. There was a a 90-year-old couple that were having some uh, difficult times remembering Um, just certain things in their life from their day-to-day operations, and so they were going to go to the doctor to get checked out to make sure that nothing was wrong with them, and so they arrive at the doctor, explain the issue, the problems they were having with their memory, and after checking the couple out, the doctor tells them, listen, there's nothing physically wrong with you, but I'm going to give you a bit of advice. You might just want to keep a little notepad with you and jot it down and just certain things so so you don't forget. If you forget, just look back to your notebook and you'll be good good to go. And so the couple thanked the doctor. They left and they, they went home. And later that night, they were watching TV and the older man got up from his chair and his wife says, Honey, where are you going? Well, baby, I'm going to go to the kitchen. Well, sweetheart, while you're there... Would you get me a bowl of ice cream? Well, of course I'll get you some ice cream. You're my wife of 50 years. I'd be honored to get you some ice cream. Well, honey, um, don't you think you should write that down? I mean, the doctor told us to. Sweetheart, I, I can I can remember a bowl of ice cream. Very well, dear. But I, I've got one more request. I, I want you to put some strawberries on that ice cream. Sure, dear. This is getting a little more complicated. But I, yeah, I Baby, don't, please, please just write this down. The doctor, t- I mean, he told us today, and you're already not doing, sweetheart, I can't remember, you want a bowl of ice cream and some strawberries on top. Yeah, you're exactly right, that's what I want. But uh, one more request, sweetheart, just, can you put some whipped cream on top? I mean, that would just make this night, after going to the doctor, we were really, this would just be a perfect way to end the night. Sure, babe, I'll get that all right, honey, write this down. Do, you better write this down. And she's getting more frustrated. You know, she, she's realizing that, that he's going to forget something. I mean, come on. They just, they're having issues here. And so he fumes into the kitchen. I'm not writing this down. I can remember this. And about 20 minutes later, it's a big bowl of ice cream, he returns from the kitchen and hands her a plate of bacon and eggs. That's not the punchline, but thank you for laughing. She stares at the plate for a moment. It's coming, I'm warning you. It's almost time to laugh. She stares at the plate for a moment and she says, I knew you were gonna forget something. You forgot my toast. I told you, I warned you, I gave you fair warning. That story makes me laugh. Cassidy, that's going to be me and you. That's going to be me and you. Hey, I don't know if you are aware of it or not, but we are moving into a season. We are on the verge, really, of something right here at the church that has the potential to set the course for the remainder of your year. For the remainder of my year. For the remainder of the year of the church. And I want to ask you a question. I want you to think about it for a moment. When was the last time that you were a part of something that literally had the power to set the tone for an entire year? Well, we're going to give you an opportunity to be a part of something that's going to set the pace, set the tone, set the direction for your life, for your family in 2018. And what is it, you might ask, 21 days of prayer. 21 days of prayer. What is 21 days of prayer? It is a a time that as a church, we will collectively seek God first. We're going to join together right here at the church Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. We're not going to hold you any longer. We know you got to get to work. We know you got to get the kids to school. Uh, listen, if you got kids and you got to get them to school, your husband and wife take turns. That's what me and Cassie are going to have to do. We're going to have to take turns because we got Windsor, got to get to school. It's going to be crazy, but it's going to be worth it. 21 days of prayer come before work. I promise you, listen. I promise you your kids will thank you for showing up. Maybe not today, but five years down the road, ten years down the road, when they remember a praying mama, a praying daddy. Your employees will thank you. Instead of cracking that whip, be showing some grace. Come on. Your spouse will thank you. I'm half joking, but I I promise you that if you will practice seeking Him first, here's what I believe that He's going to move. He's going to move on your behalf in ways that's going to blow your mind this year. But you got to pray, you got to put Him. (laughs) First, and we're believing as a church and as a leadership team that that you're gonna start to see the power of prayer impact your relationships, impact your work, and impact your family and every other area in your life. So let me say it again Monday through Friday, six AM to seven AM, and on Saturdays we're gonna give you a break. Nine AM You don't have to get up so early. But here's the key. Listen, we're not just kind of just come and pray. No, no, no. If we're, if we're going to ask you to get up early and put God first for 21 days, we're going to do it right. We're going to have our worship team and band is going to be here. We're going to have full worship every single morning. Every morning. Yeah, Absolutely. And running a close second to that, we're going to have hot coffee in the foyer, okay? So you get your day started with what really matters, Jesus and coffee, okay? So don't miss 21 days of prayer starting the 7th, okay? I promise you, you're not going to want to miss it. And so knowing that as a church we're moving into this season that will set the tone for For all of our families and individually and for uh, our church collectively. I I thought that tonight it would only be appropriate to, to preach on the topic of prayer. To show us what would happen or what could happen. If for 21 days you put him first. Let me ask you this. When's the last time that you prayed... For twenty-one days in a row, not just for your food—that doesn't count. When's the last time that you had a twenty-one day streak going? So tonight, I want to speak to you from this this subject. Let us pray. Let us pray. Luke chapter eleven, verse number one. It starts like this: "And now, now it came to pass as he speaking of Jesus." Was praying, And by the way, let me just tell you that if Jesus thought it important enough to pray while he was on earth, that you and I might need to grasp the importance of prayer while we're here on earth. And so while now it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray If you pray, he said, when you pray, we don't have an option. Prayer is a must as a follower of Jesus. It's got to be something that you and I incorporate into our lives every single day. And so tonight I want to just share two thoughts with you about prayer. They're they're going to be simple, I promise you. But I hope as we end our time together tonight, that you'll have a little insight on prayer. That you will start to start to pick up some steam in your prayer life, and give you a little more motivation, maybe, to join together as a church body for our 21 days of prayer. Two things that we ought to do when it comes to prayer, and the first is this: we need to take it seriously. We need to take it seriously. And the reason that we need to take it seriously is because we are in a battle. You and I are in a war with a real enemy that is trying to destroy you. To destroy everything that you have set out to do. All the plans and the dreams that God has placed in your heart. There is a real enemy fighting against you. The thief comes to steal kill and destroy there is a a thief that's trying to to kill steal and destroy areas of your life ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 would remind us for we notice this is this is believers this is not some super spiritual group of people right just this select group of people no believers for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. I read a a story about a pastor who, who pastored in Hawaii. Wonderful. And he had multiple locations all over an island there in Hawaii, and at one campus in particular, uh, they had tried everything that they knew to do. They, they had done all, all the stuff that you're told to do when you're planning churches, everything. all every, They tried it all, and they couldn't seem to break through. They had about 40 members, in, and they knew that the vision that God had placed in their heart for this location was bigger than that, and, and they just couldn't figure it out. So in prayer... One day the pastor just kind of felt the, the voice of the Lord speak to him. And what would the Lord say to him? I want you to walk the entire island and pray. Uh <laughs> I mean, can I drive, Lord? Can I get on my moped? Uh, the entire Lord, I know, I know it's Hawaii. I know it's an island, but but Lord, I know that you may have had something to do with this creation process. Let me remind you that it's thirty-eight miles long and ten miles wide, Lord. <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. I want you to walk the entire island. And I want you to pray. And so he reaches out to some of the leaders within his congregation, and they do exactly that. They begin as a group. They split up, and they begin to walk the island and pray. Pray for the people of the island. Pray that God would bless their homes, that God would bless their families. And, as they were walking, they passed by this particular place where there was a, a grove of trees, and the islanders would actually call them poison wood trees," because when birds would fly over the trees, they would literally die, the birds would fall out of the air and die over these poison wood trees. And there was no natural reason for this to happen, and so they came up with the phrase "poison wood trees," and the pastor. Just his curiosity began to, why is this happening? And he started studying this this area, this grove of trees. And in his study, he found that they used to have idol worship in this grove of trees. In fact, they would sacrifice children in this grove of trees. And so they walked and they prayed They fasted and the pastor would go on to tell that just a few short months following their prayer walk that the church would, would blow up from 40 people to over 400 people and they did nothing different except walk and pray. Walk and pray following the instructions of the Lord. And here's what the pastor said, and I want you to hear this tonight. He said, we took our prayer to another level because we began to understand that as we were planting churches in other locations, that we started fighting other principalities. The word principality really means a prince over a region. And can I just stop and tell you tonight that as you move into 2018 and as you set out to take your family, as you start to move into new areas, as you start to take new land, as you open new businesses, as you move into uncharted waters, that you're going to face some new principalities. You're going to face some enemies that you might not have faced before. It's not going to be easy. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. But if you want to move to another level, there's another devil. And when you face... When you face that enemy head on, listen, it's not the time to give up and say, well, well maybe I just didn't hear from God correctly. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have done that with my child. Maybe maybe I shouldn't have started this business venture. Maybe maybe we shouldn't have tried to get back together. No, no, no. It's the time for you to walk into your prayer closet, close the door and say, I'm not leaving here, Lord, until I get an answer. I'm not walking out of here, Lord, until I know that you've spoken to me with clear direction. It's not the time to give up. Listen, if you're going to take your families to new places in God this year, your prayer life is going to have to go up to another level. You're going to have to pray more than you prayed in 2017. You're going to have to be closer to Him than you've ever been before. You can't be content with 2017 relationship. If you want to go to new places, you better be ready to fight new battles. And when you fight new battles, you better be ready to have a strong armor on you. be ready to go to battle. So the question is, as we move spiritually into uncharted waters in 2018, into new areas that God is calling us into, is not why is the enemy attacking more right now, but rather why are more of the enemy's attacks landing? Ephesians 6 goes on to say that if you raise your shield of faith, that you can quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. Listen, it's time to raise your prayer life to another level so that when the enemy comes against you, you've got a defense. (laughs) It's time to take our prayer lives to another level. Listen, prayer in this day and age is something, and trust me, this is a great place to pray in your car, but if that's the only place that you're praying... Come on, you need to find a place at home. I'm so grateful, and she's not even in the building tonight, but I'm so grateful for a mother that when I would walk in the doors of school, and and I didn't think it was cool then, but, but I sure think it's cool now, and I'm so grateful, but she would be in her bedroom with the door closed, and I would walk in, and I would hear her crying out, not necessarily for me, sometimes for me, and I sure needed it, but not all the time. God, bless our family. God, bless my husband. Lord, bless our children. God, bless our church. Come on, I don't know what you want God to do in 2018, but I know that you and I need to take our level of prayer to a whole new dimension. The enemy isn't just going to sit there And let you claim unchartered waters and unchartered territory. Oh sure, yes, absolutely. No, 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 he's going to come against you. He's going to fight you. He doesn't want you growing in your relationship with Jesus. He doesn't want you praying for your kids. He doesn't want to see your kids take that step back to Jesus. No, no, no. He's going to do everything in his power to pull. But listen, I believe there's some praying mothers and some praying dads in the house today that in 2018... Daniel chapter 10, let me, let me give you an example of a principality here. Ephesians, remember 6, is very clear that we are in a, a war with principalities. And a principality, right, is referring to a geographical region or a prince that rules over that region. So Daniel chapter 10 says, Daniel is praying, isn't this interesting, for 21 days. We're about to pray for 21 days. And then an angel brings him his answer. And I want you to watch what the angel of God tells him in verse 12 and 13. This is so powerful. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard, your prayers were heard. And I, the angel, have come because of your words, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, who we know is an archangel, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I had been left alone with the king of Persia. And this is one of the most interesting things that you'll read in the word of God. Here, here's an angel from the throne of God telling Daniel, I was coming to answer your prayer, Daniel. Matter of fact, I was, I was dispatched the very first time that you prayed it, the very first day. But, but what's been happening is for 21 days, I've been at war. <laughs> I've been at war with an angel, a fallen angel. And I wouldn't have even got here if it hadn't been for the archangel that would come and help me get to you. This is principalities and and powers that the word of God would talk, talk about. Verse number 20 continues. Then he said, do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one upholds me against these except Michael, your prince. In other words, here's what he's telling him Daniel, you've got a prince too. And he's watching after you, Daniel. I know sometimes you go to battle and it seems like you're getting knocked down, you're getting beat up and you're not making it. But listen, Daniel, you've got to know that there's a prince on your side. And the Bible says this, that angels guard us up to keep us from even dashing our foot against the stone. Can I tell you tonight, That you've got a prince that is fighting for you. You've got a prince that is looking out for you, and he is the prince of peace. (laughs) You're not fighting alone. Listen, if you were going to war by yourself, I I might just sit down and tell you good luck. But you're not going to go into any battle alone. No, no, no. You're going to go into battle and you've got the Prince of Peace on your side, standing with you, going before you. If that doesn't get somebody excited tonight as you enter 2018, but we got to pray, we got to call on the name of the Lord. And we can't stop praying when things don't come when and how we think they should. See, Daniel didn't stop praying after the first day, he kept praying and praying and praying. I'll show you another reference to territorial spirits. Stay with me tonight. Mark chapter 5, Jesus. He's casting out the demons out of the Gadarene demoniac, Mark 5 and 8. For he said to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Then he asked him, what is your name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Think about these think about this 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 demo, demonic spirit right begs jesus and says don't send us one version says out of this region or this area or this country why because they had strongholds in this area They had strongholds over this region, and and if you're paying attention, you start to notice that even where we live, there's there's strongholds in certain areas or regions or cities. So how do you tear down a principality? How do you how do you tear down a principality? What's got your family? What, what What is it that has your family bound? Is it pride and greed? Listen, pray and start walking in humility and generosity. How, how do you break down a principality? How do you tear it down? What's got you? What, what's got your family? Is it bitterness and unforgiveness? Pray and start walking in forgiveness. Maybe it's consumerism or the love of stuff. Pray. And start walking in servitude, start giving back. You, you do the opposite. What is it? Maybe negativity and this, this woe is me mindset. Pray and start walking in celebration, celebrating the good things of God. So tonight, listen, church, as we enter 2018, as we're we're starting a brand new year, a fresh chapter, we have to take prayer seriously. Yeah. It's not something that just can be relegated to the dinner table. That's why. Listen, we're not doing 21 days of prayer because we like to be at the church at five o'clock in the morning. We're doing it because it matters. Because it literally has the ability to set the course of your year. I wonder what would happen if you would commit to joining together for 21 days. There's a war waging. And prayer is the only way to fight the battle. So, one, take prayer seriously. What's the second thing? And here's, here's the second principle that I want you to grab a hold of. So, so we got to take prayer seriously. And, and the second thing, don't take prayer too seriously. That's number two. What? Don't take prayer too seriously? But you just said we got to take, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not contradicting myself, trust me. Stay with me. Yeah, you, you have to take prayer seriously. But you can't take it too seriously. I preached about this several months ago, but I, I'm reminded of it again. There was a season earlier, really early 2017, where I just, something in my spirit wasn't quite right. I didn't have that that motivation that I normally had i didn 't have that go that that i normally i couldn 't quite put my finger on it, nothing was really wrong. you know life was good i i, I didn 't know exactly what it was and and I realized that that stuff had been placed in front of my consistent prayer life, those times when i I would consistently talk with the Lord, sure i would I would I would have my moments but it wasn't like it it wasn't like it used to be and you know it it's hard to go through seasons like that am I am I by myself have you ever been through a season like that yeah but the interesting thing is is that when when you begin to get back to to that place, right? The, the place that you, you know you should be. When you, when you get back on track, there's this revelation that kind of comes with it. And I, and I realized that there were several things that I had been just stressing out about. And that would become more important, trying to, to figure out the ins and the outs of the, I would sit down at my computer before I would even, even have my time with the Lord. And I would try to work it out. The, the things that I was stressed about began to take precedence over my prayer life, things that I was burdened about. And here's what happens, listen, is that when we slack in our, our prayer time and our prayer life, and here's the reason why oftentimes, I believe, is that is because when we pray about it, we have to think about it, Right? You're forced to think about oh oh God I just it's easier for me to go to work and not think about the trouble that my kids are in oh or the problems that you're you're having at work it, it it's easy if you're if you pray about it you're forced to be reminded of it. Time and time and time again, and it causes us stress out of sight, out of mind. If I don't, then maybe I I won't have to think about it. It'll go away. But listen, God didn't create prayer to put stress on you. He created prayer to take stress and burdens off of you. Prayer is not meant to weigh you down Prayer is meant to lighten your load to where you can walk into work with your head held high and your shoulders back, walking in knowing who you are and whose you are. Thank you, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. In essence, God is saying that, the, the, that anxiety is the opposite of prayer. Don't be anxious. Pray. Could it be? Could it be that if you're experiencing a heavy dose of anxiety and fear and stress and worry... That your prayer life isn't where it needs to be. Why? Because prayer takes care of anxiety, and stress, and burdens. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you the word cast here literally means to put the responsibility for something into someone else's hands and so when you put the responsibility of this into someone else's hands you don't have to worry about it anymore because it's not your responsibility anymore come on that's a refreshing thought Here's what I want you to understand, that prayer, hear me, is transferring the burden. Prayer is is transferring the burden that you have to Him. Let me step out on a limb and get under some of our skins just a little bit today. Whatever, Whatever burden it is, whenever you go to prayer... And you walk out of that moment of prayer and you still have the burden. Could it be that we didn't pray? Maybe we just griped. <laughs> if you're still carrying around the burden, that's not the goal. That's not, that's not what he's intended for you. That's not what prayer's about. Hear me. You are designed to carry the burden to the feet of Jesus. And when you start trying to carry that burden anywhere else but to the feet of Jesus, you're going to find yourself weary. You're going to find yourself frustrated and anxious because you weren't created to carry the burden around. You were created to transfer the burden from you to him, to lay it at the feet of Jesus. So here's what we do, right? Here's what we do. Or at least I'm good at this. Maybe it's not you. Okay, Lord. Trust you. I trust you. Yeah, I trust you. Woo! I got all these burdens all weighing me down and whatnot. I'm going to give them to you, Lord. I trust you. Woo! Mm. It's as good as my dancing skills are right there. Here they are, Lord. I'm going to put them right down here at your feet. See, There's your feet. I see them. Here's my burdens. I'm, I'm, about, I'm about to put them right there. Just watch me, Lord. Just got to get warmed up. All right, here we go. Woo! Man, it feels good. Woo! feel light. Mm. Lord, hey, hey. Lord, I put them right at your feet. If you'll just look down. I'll just go ahead and look down. They're right there. Lord, I'm going to need you. To... Um, I know I know somebody's praying over there and you're paying attention to them, but right now I just laid my burdens down. I'm going to need you to reach down. I'm going to need you to pick them up. I need you to go ahead and just carry my burdens. All right, fine. Lord, if you're not going to pick them up, I'm just going to take them back. And that's what we do. When he doesn't answer or respond when and how we think he should, we just take the burden right back. Oh, maybe he doesn't love me. Maybe it's just not going to happen. I'm going to just carry my burdens. Come on, you weren't designed to pick your burdens back up. You were designed to leave your burdens at the feet of Jesus and let him take care of them. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is transferring the burden that you have to Jesus. And I promise you, he's much better at bearing that burden than you will ever be. In fact, he won't just leave you empty handed when, when, you, when you lay down your burdens. Can I just go ahead and let you know that you just might get a little joy in return? When you, when you lay down your burdens, you, you might just get a little peace in return because that's how he operates. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying that we're supposed to stop praying for something after the first time. That's, that's not what I'm saying. We, we just talked about that. Daniel and praying for 21 days. Randy, if you'll help me, sir. But we are supposed to pray... Without ceasing. But we're not to carry the burden. You're supposed to continue to pray, but you don't have to walk with the weight of that burden any longer. Once you've given it to Him, start rejoicing in what it is that He's doing and how He's going to work on your behalf and move in this situation. We're not to carry the burden. We give the burden, the stress, the worry, the anxiety to Him. Psalm 55 and 22 says it this way, Cast your burden on the Lord and He shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Come on, if you you will do this, if you'll cast your burdens on the Lord, I'm here to tell you that He's going to sustain you. I can't tell you exactly how it happens. I just know that's what he does. He's good at it. Give him him an opportunity to show you how good he is at it. Let me translate this passage for you. The Lord will sustain you and not allow you to be moved by your circumstances only if you give him the burden. The Lord sustains us when we cast our burdens on Him. Let me wrap this up tonight. I want to do it by showing you how, how in the world that you can take this, this principle of prayer seriously and not take it too seriously at the same time. Remember, when I say don't take it too seriously, I'm referring to the burden part of it. You don't carry that around after you make your petition to God. You give your stress and your anxiety and your worry to the Lord. Remember earlier, Ephesians chapter 6 tells us this, For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And against powers, if you'll stand with me. You and I wrestle against principalities and powers. There's a war that is... There's a war that you're fighting every single day. But watch this. Watch this, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9. For in Him, Christ Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And watch, and you are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and powers. the reason that you can take it seriously but not have to stress out about it and be so anxious about it is because he is over all the principalities and powers. He's overcome. He's at, he's at the top of the food chain. So it doesn't matter what's fighting against you. You've got one that's going before you that is greater, that is stronger, that is more capable. he's the head of all principalities and powers he's not just the head of some principalities and powers no 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 all of them all of them prayer has to be taken seriously but you don't have to carry the burden of your situation around with you after you've made your petition to God, and so here's what I want to do: our prayer partners are joining me at the front. We're going to have a moment of prayer tonight. I believe that there's some people in the house who've been playing the game where God, I, I here you go, here, here's my burden. So, uh, yeah, yeah, here, yeah, I'm just going to take them. And you would lay it down again and then pick it back up and then lay it back again and pick it back up. And here's what I believe as you move into 2018, it's time once and for all to take that burden, lay it down, never to pick it up again. I don't know what the burden is for you. I don't know what it is that you're dealing with, but, but we wanna pray with you tonight as we open 2018 talking about prayer. Listen, we wanna, it would only be right if we had a moment of prayer. So as Pastor Randy sings here in just a second, come on, if there's something that you're ready to lay down once and for all and never have to deal with that anxiety and that fear again, listen, I'm believing that in this moment, God is going to do something that's going to wreck your world. He's going to start your year off once and for all and lighten your load tonight. Come on, why don't you slip your hands in the air and as they sing, Lord we love you